All right, welcome back everybody to the Prescribing Truth Podcast right here on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash prescribe truth. I'm Jamal Bandy. If this is your first time watching the show, if you find the content helpful, please remember to subscribe and hit that notification bell to the side so you can be notified when I have new content. I'm also available on various podcast apps, including iTunes, Stitch Radio, and Google Play. Um, leave a rating and a review on those as that really helps out the show. Um, if you'd like to contact me, you could do so by emailing me at prescribed.truth at gmail.com or you can call in, leave a voicemail at 801-980-6333. If you would like to support the show financially, you could do so by partnering with me at patreon.com forward slash prescribed truth. The link is in the description. You can also see it scrolling across the bottom there. I really appreciate anything you could do. Anywhere from a dollar and up really helps the show a lot. If not, I appreciate your prayers. Um, on today, we're going to continue this tedious journey through uh, woke church. I'm trying to show you without knocking out, the, knocking the camera or knocking the microphone. But we're going to try to get through this uh, this tedious work by uh, Dr. Eric Mason. Um, I'm I'm further along in this book actually and reading it. But when it comes to going over it with you guys, as far as my thoughts, it's so much that I have written here or in the margins and stuff. It's going to take it'll, it would take a a long time. And um, what I decided to do was that I'm going to actually, uh, I, in, in accordance with my weekly podcast, I'm going to record a couple of videos, Not probably won't be live, but just be recordings um, of my thoughts going throughout the book again, just to try to cover a lot of these bases in quicker uh, form, um, because I really don't want to spend a month going over this book. I really don't kind of want to move on to other things, because um, it's, it's pretty much the same thing going throughout the book. I mean, the same thing is said in the... Uh, earlier, I probably will end up repeating myself later on. Like I know, even in today's show, I'm going to either repeat myself. And so, uh, picking back from last week's show, we were talking about how he defined woke. What is woke? And that wasn't last week. That was uh, I released that Monday. But um, how Eric Mason defined woke, or how he said that he would redeem the word woke, meaning to be awakened from sinful or dead and, and sinful thinking. But as we saw, as we continued on the next couple of pages, that woke isn't redeemed at all. Like it's basically the meaning, the same thing is mean, it means for the, the culture is just basically kind of sprinkle some Christ on it versus redeeming the word itself and just like removing the connotations. Um, but yeah, it actually goes further. And so today we're going to look at a chart that's on page 29 um, that he has about uh, going over the triple consciousness of black people. And that's right, black people. Now, it's interesting to note that only black people possess this triple consciousness. But why is that important? Well, Dr. Eric Mason says on a prior um, page that in order, be, in order to be truly woke, one must possess all three levels of consciousness. Now, this idea of consciousness, he gets... Or he's basing, in his own book, from what he cites, he's basing the, um, the foundation of it from W.E.B. Du Bois, who was an atheist. Now, yes, he's a black man, a black civil rights, cool. But when it comes to philosophy and dealing with the man, atheistic. Atheistic. And that's where he gets his basis or his foundation for his thinking concerning what woke is. And so now he says that this double consciousness is what W.E.B. Du Bois speaks of, but he wants to add Christ consciousness, which is the third consciousness. Now, in order to be fully woke, 
one has to have all three levels. And he would go on to say how wokeness or being woke is the call of God for the Christian. So if you're if you're a Christian, then you're called to be woke. In order to be woke, you must have what? Three levels of consciousness. And the Christ consciousness is the anchor that gives depth and character to the double consciousness that you should already possess as black people. Now the reason why I put emphasis there, because that means no one else outside of black people would be considered truly woke because only black people have the double consciousness that W.E.B. Du Bois speaks of and that Eric Mason alludes to and brings out. And so therefore, um, only black people are the only ones who, are, who have the possibility of being truly woke, according to Woke Church. Now, which is which ends up contradicting itself because he calls Matt Chandler a woke brother because he sent the email to a few black pastors, um, expressing his uh, sorrow or his compassion for a black man who was killed, and so he called him a woke brother. Now, it's it's impossible to for Matt Chandler to be a woke brother, um, in the context of what Eric Mason says because Matt Chandler doesn't have the double consciousness, and that double consciousness. Is laid out as this, and this is back going page, back to page twenty-seven. The, the double, double consciousness that Du Bois identifies is the struggle of blacks in America. It is a struggle to emerge with a one strong sense of self and dignity, while being fully aware of the perception of our people in the eyes of white America. Matt Chandler, being a white man, um, he doesn't he would not have to worry about the perception of his people. In the eyes of white America, being that he's already white, you know what I'm saying? And so now when it comes to other ethnicities, Dr. Eric Mason says that other ethnicities should be aware of the, um, the double consciousness of blacks, but they themselves don't have that double consciousness. But then he says on the same page, 27, therefore, to be fully woke, one needs to have all three aspects of consciousness. You got to have them gotta have them. now remember wokeness is supposed to be redeemed now i'm just giving you everything that shows that he that he hasn't redeemed the word it's supposed to be redeemed into meaning awakened from dead and sinful thinking which all believers possess that because if we're born again we are risen from the dead and therefore our lives are now made new we're in christ we're a new creation so yeah contradiction very much so um, we're going to look at page 28. He says, It is of critical importance for the broader community to understand the triple consciousness of their black siblings. Then he says, he, he, he gives us a chart. So now this is the issue. You, the other, other side of this, other ethnicities. Hey, you're the broader community. It is critical. It is critical that you understand the triple consciousness. That means you need to understand how blacks have dignity, right? What, what he said, sense of of self and dignity. So you need to acknowledge that about them. You need to know that they have that, which I think Christians should already know that we all have dignity, value, and worth. But then he says, with other consciousness, that the perception of our people in the eyes of white America. So you need to have that. You need to understand that. That's critical importance. But then later on. He says, "My his goal, this is his goal, is to help the broader community understand the triple consciousness of black Christians. 
Now, the reason why I underline this is not because there's inconsistency here. It's just an inconsistency with the rest that he said already. Triple consciousness of black Christians. Once again, no other Christian possessed a triple consciousness except black Christians, which means that they're the only ones who are truly woke, which means they're the only ones who's actually living out the call of God because he's going to say that he believes it's God called for all of us to be woke. Matter of fact, that's on page 30, kind of going ahead a little bit. But he says, I believe the call of God on the life of every evangelical Christian is to be woke. A couple pages before that, in order to be fully woke, one must possess all three levels of consciousness. All right, you, you see where I'm going here. I, don't, I hope I don't have to beat the dead horse all night for this. And I hope you better see that. If you disagree with that at this point, leave your comments. We have a discussion. But um, I think it's pretty obvious here of the level of contradiction that this is already. And we're not even through the first chapter. But on this chart here, you're not going to be able to see it well. What I probably do in the edit is I will take a picture of it and I'll um, like kind of fade it in and post it on there so you can see uh, kind of what I'm reading from. But anyway, he has three consciousnesses here, three bubbles. And it's, you know, kind of like how you see the graphs where the, the bubbles kind of intersect at some points. Uh, where there's a similarity and um and then the rest of it is kind of like an outskirts extremes so now i want to read off to you when you have all three levels of consciousness this is how you would generally be now there's extremes he does admit there's extremes in certain areas but this is what it would generally look like for you to have all three levels of consciousness black christians so disregard this white christians disregard this um, Hispanics or anything else like no only black Christians you tune into this because this is what you're this is what you should think this is how you should think if you have all three levels of consciousness if you're truly woke you say you believe that the gospel changes our souls and circumstances now one I didn't, I didn't mark this but I'm gonna say this here the gospel changes our souls like we're, by the by the power of the gospel we're saved but where does where the scripture tell us it changes our circumstances I don't. I miss that. Now I hear that, and I'm. I I'll probably be making a stretch here, but I see, I hear that from a lot of prosperity people. I feel like you come to Jesus, and everything gets better. Like you get the gospel, you're born again, and now everything's better. Like your circumstances change. Like no, not necessarily. Because matter of fact, I was in debt before I came to Christ, and I'm in debt now. I still got debts I gotta pay. I I was unwise with my money back then. Um, I'm a wiser now, but I mean I still have to pay those debts. So like my circumstance didn't change, you know what I'm saying? But I but I do have a new mind. My mind is renewed. I do have a new heart, you know, by God's grace. So I mean, that's that's enough, isn't it? But no, so my circumstances are not gonna change because of the gospel. But anyway, this is what he says. And matter of fact, I, I would like to feel that according to the first church. Like when they heard the gospel and they were born again, did their circumstances change? No. They were still persecuted heavily. You know, a lot of them died poor. A, B, and C. So, I mean, no. I, I, could, I could rag on that all day, but I'm not going to do it. Then he says, I believe that many American Christians are culturally captive to their political identities. So, if you have all three levels of consciousness, this is how you think. You believe that many American Christians are culturally captive to their political identities. Now, I love the, I love the wording of being um, many American Christians. So, therefore, not all, but many. Many are culturally captive to their political identities. I didn't say much of that because that's like one of the things that's kind of blanketed, whereas 
it could be neither here nor there. Some probably are, some probably aren't. You know, that's, I left it up. I leave that up. Then it says, I am unapologetically black and unashamedly Christian. So I'm acknowledging both that I'm black and I'm Christian. I'm unapologetically black. Well, you know what? I can't apologize for being black anyway. I can't change it. It's like a leopard can't change the spots. I can't change the color of my skin. So, I mean, I have no reason to apologize for being black. And I'm unashamedly Christian. Now, that is something that people can't deny. Like, you can, you have people all day long who can deny themselves being a Christian based on the situation they're in. Peter did. Peter denied that he followed Christ. It, at the moment of, um, uh, uh, whenever they had that conspiracy, he denied Christ. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, at a very moment, we can have that issue. So, yeah, I'm unashamedly a Christian, uh, but unapologetically black. I, I feel a need not to make that a point because you can look at me and see that I'm black. And there's no reason to feel sorry about that. Um, I am willing to work on reconciling with whites. I put big question marks here. Because my thing is, if you're a Christian, then this is like a no-brainer. And not just with whites, but anybody. And my, and my question to this was, well, what did they do to you for you to have to reconcile with them anyway? So, if my white brothers and sisters at the church that I'm at now, what did they do to me that I am not, that I am not together with them? In order that I have to be reconciled to them. See, when you, we're talking about reconciliation. Like when we're reconciled to God, it's because we're His, but because sin separated us from God, and we're in need to be reconciled to Him. We're always His, but we need to be reconciled to Him, right? So now the question then is, what have my white brothers and sisters done to me, or what have these whites done to me that I need to be reconciled to them? That's the question. And that's a question I don't hear nobody answering. I mean, we can say, well, these microaggressions, what, what microaggressions? I haven't felt no microaggressions for my white brothers and sisters or for the whites that I encounter. What micro? Now, you're talking about you. Now, if you've got a personal thing, somebody done came at you the wrong way, did something wrong to you, well, what does the Bible tell us about when somebody does wrong to us? How do we handle that? What does the, what does the gospel say? What, is the, what does the Bible say about dealing with conflict? Right? You know what I'm saying? So, handle it so now without being willing to reconcile no you will because the bible says you will forgive because your father in heaven forgave you this is for the person who has all three levels of consciousness that means you have christ consciousness so it ain't about no being willing you're going to do it you're going to obey christ because that's what the holy spirit does he compels you to follow him to follow christ so i, I really don't get that as far as having to throw that in like something like yeah like like, you're, like it's like blacks are putting them like here Blacks on a high horse. It's like, I'm ready. I'm willing to reconcile. Like, no. Like, you're going to reconcile because you're, you're a slave of Christ. You know, and we're called to forgive others. Even if, even if they return, even if they're being evil towards us, we're called to forgive. We're not called to forgive just if they make the right wrong. Like, no, we're to forgive. We are to forgive because our Father in heaven forgave us. It's not, we didn't, we didn't come to God first. God came to us. You know what I'm saying? That's what the scriptures say. Now, those who aren't, aren't reformed, you may differ from that. You may, well, no, I made a decision. Well, we can have a discussion about that some other time. But my, my, but Eric Mason, he, he's reformed. So, I mean, I don't, I don't see, I don't know. Anyway, I'll leave that for another day. My spiritual identity is found in Jesus. Cool. My physical identity and features are created and valued by God. I would like to say to what extent, and it'd be technical, but... I'm okay. I'm willing to let that slide. God finds value in us. Cool. We can, we can take that.
um, who were created and made in his image, there is value. So cool with that. I don't have to become another ethnicity to be valued. No. And I don't think any of our brothers and sisters have said you have to. No one said you have to paint yourself white. Nobody said you have to paint yourself a different color, make yourself another race or ethnicity in order to be accepted or be valued. Um, I believe blacks need to create institutions. I believe anybody needs to create institutions. I think it's like, yeah, if you, if you got the means, go do it. I'm not colorblind. And I, and I think this whole colorblind thing is because he misunderstood what another pastor said about being colorblind. He's basically saying when it comes to Christ, it's not it's not dealing with color. Like, we're not going to be standing before Christ at the end in judgment and being like, man. Like, God's be like, look at all the blacks I have. Look at all the, look at all the Caucasians. Look at all the, look at all the Hispanics. Look at all that. Oh. I mean, I got, like, it, and we're not going to be sitting there like, man, there are a lot, you, man, there are a lot of black people here. How about that? Like, we're not going to be doing that. We're not going to be doing that. Our, our greatest treasure will be right before us. And that's all that's going to matter. That's what they're talking about. That's what they're talking about. Anyway, it said, I believe that Christian history needs to be redeemed from white revisionists. Now, I do. Now, and this is the only point that I would say that I'm like, you know what? I feel, I feel where he's going. And the issue there is when you have a lot of a lot of publications and stuff like that have characters and all that stuff painted like where well, they may have been African people or they may have been um, a different ethnicity or Jewish Middle Eastern but they always paint them as being uh, European but you the thing to that though the thing to that I, and I get it I see where they're going with that but the thing to that is if you go to if you go to a, a predominantly Hispanic culture or or um, Asian culture people that they figure out as far as being in the scriptures even Jesus even is after their image they look like him he looks like them that makes sense like so a jesus is asian to an asian culture predominantly asian culture that's how they would see him people who are making images which i don't think people should make images of, of jesus anyway but and that's what they're doing even the characters of the bible have their own image if you go to um african uh uh uh, uh, uh i don't say scholars but those who will paint those pictures of the people and you know making illustrations that's the best word illustrations they look like them and that's what we do so i mean that's that's just the nature of the culture and, and any culture you go into it'd be like that it's just that we're black and so therefore we find offense because of the history of the cult of our country um so that's that's all three now that's that's all three and so you gotta have that's how you should think if you are have all three levels of consciousness as a black man or black Christian. Now I'm going to read this next point in this chart, and I probably call it for the night because I'm not trying to be on here too long. But the next one I want to read is the one for double consciousness. This is where woke. This is where these these are the three levels, and I didn't read this off earlier. But the the three levels that are here in the circle is woke to white perception, woke to black self perception, and gospel wokeness. So what I read to you earlier was all three of those. Now this one is woke to white perception of you. And woke to black self-perception. Remember the the like high view of self and dignity. So now this is what the double consciousness is. This is what being woke is, except you don't have the anchor. It says, "I seek dignity in the black community." And I feel like, well, you just need Christ because if you get if, if you have Christ, you have dignity. You'll see your dignity, your value, your worth. 
I'm more than your categories. I have value. I don't trust whites. I see hypocrisy in American Christianity. Yep, so does everybody. And I saw I put on here, I said, this is woke. And I refer back to page 27. He says, being woke isn't limited to color or ethnicity or culture. It is, a po it is possible for anyone to be woke if you have a level of understanding of the double consciousness of blacks and are regenerate. You are woke. However, our dilemma is this. Sin and strongholds in our thinking can impair the depths of our wokeness. That's on, that's on page 27. And then um, earlier in that, pa in that page, it says, at our core, without being conscious in Christ, our souls are still in bondage and can only see things from the natural fleshly appearance. So in the in your level of double consciousness, this is fleshly, but this is still woke. Remember, this is still woke. Because he says the triple, the third consciousness, the Christ consciousness, only gives it anchor, only gives it an anchor. It says being what it says, double consciousness is a reality for minorities in this country. But I would like to add a third consciousness to this conversation. This third consciousness is what is being truly woke is rooted in. Being truly woke is rooted in Christ consciousness. This is the anchor. This is the common ground. At our core, without being conscious in Christ, our souls are still in bondage and can only see things from the natural fleshly appearance. And then the other part where he says about how it gives it um, depth and character. But anyway, oh yeah, that very next, very next line, I don't have it on the line. It says, our Christ consciousness, this is the anchor, our Christ consciousness gives the double consciousness depth and character. Our Christ consciousness elevates our awareness to our responsibility to care for and love our brothers, even those who don't look like us. Now, that's what our Christ consciousness does. It elevates that awareness. But you're still woke. You're not fully woke unless you have all three, but according to him, you're still woke. The Christ consciousness gives you depth and character. So you're still woke when you don't trust whites. I see you're still woke when you see hypocrisy in the Amer in American Christianity, and you're and saying that you're more than the category, so on and so forth. But remember, what woke is supposed to be redeemed as supposed to be redeemed as being awakened from deadened and sinful thinking. Yeah. So, that's that. That's that. Um. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 gonna read, I'm gonna read one more part. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read one more part. This is woke. This is so now. This is the part where you're woke to black self perception, and you're have a gospel wokeness, but you're not woke to white perception. So you don't you don't see how the how the white American uh, white America sees you. You don't understand that perception, but you do have a self. You do have a view of self and dignity, and you do have um, gospel wokeness, Christ consciousness. So this is how you think. I'm done with the evangelicalism. What? So because you have a view of self and dignity in yourself, which you should already get from the gospel, and because you have Christ, you're born again, you're done with evangelicalism. Okay? I'm delusioned with Christianity at times. I want to remain Christian, but separate from whites and white Christians. How is that, how is that even put in the category of gospel wokeness? Period. If you're woke, if, if you if you have Christ consciousness, you ain't thinking like that. Period. You know what I'm saying it's a struggle. Again, I'm saying even if you have a, a sense of self and your own dignity, 
that's I mean, okay, so yeah, I have dignity. I've I've worked that since I made in God's image. You know what I'm saying? But that right there, that part of me makes me not wanna be I mean, like fellowship with whites. It says I identify more ethically with unbelievers, woke blacks, than Christians. So you tell me the one who has gospel wokeness feels better, identifies better with those who have atheistic belief systems or unbelieving belief systems. The scripture tells us how uh, we don't want to be unequally yoked. And so even even one who has the has the gospel is going to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. They're going to identify more with them than their Christian brothers and sisters. I am partial to black scholarship. So you just you just want to read black black scholarship, okay? Now, I mean, you can read what you want to read. It's funny how it's just how you use the word partial, and I and I could have sworn partiality could be a sin, but you know, if we're talking about preference, it's your preference. You you want to read black scholarship, read black scholarship. Knock yourself out. You don't, and you don't knock yourself out. Like I believe that Jesus was black. So one who has Christ, one who has Christ consciousness, I'm, and I'm assuming the one who's has Christ consciousness, born again. Um, they should have read the Bible and know that Jesus wasn't black and know he wasn't white either. So all because you may have seen pictures of a white Jesus wouldn't mean that you would believe Jesus was white or that you would go to the other extreme and believe Jesus was black. Like, no, you just believe what the Bible says. You know, he was a, a Middle Eastern Jew. And, um, yeah, I, I, I had to read that. Oh, no, no, no. I can't leave you with that. I got to read... If you just have gospel wokeness, so you don't have the other two, you're not woke to your um, black self-perception, and you're not woke to white perception. Now keep in mind, I'm only talking to you black Christians. I ain't talking to nobody else, because according to Eric Mason, only the black Christians have triple consciousness. So the rest of you guys just listening into information. But if you have gospel wokeness, if this is all you have, matter of fact, that means white believers, you know, multi-ethnic believers have this gospel wokeness. You just ain't gonna have the other two. And so. This is the this is the the one who's woke to the gospel. I believe we should just preach the gospel. I'm like, really, really. Now, I listened to a podcast today where somebody said that we're that people on our side are mischaracterizing them when they say self uh, social justice as we're calling it Marxism. But you don't see how you're mischaracterizing our side by talking about we just saying just preach the gospel. Like there's no action behind it. And, and, and like it's something like it's something dismissive. Not pretty sure some people have, but you really think that's the whole? I mean, just like some people on your side actually are preaching Marxism. You know, I'm like, come on now. I said, I don't believe the gospel promotes social engagement. Social engagement. The gospel doesn't promote social engagement. A socially given message does not doesn't promote social engagement. Bro, come on now. I mean, how, how much more can you represent the other side? Or misrepresent the other side? And I know, because I know what he's doing here. He's, he's misrepresenting those who just say, who, hey, this is, this is a danger. Social justice is a danger to the Christian church, A, B, and C. You know, we should be preaching the gospel to the communities. We should be reaching out to the communities. But in the gospel, A, B, and C, these other issues, they're not big issues like that, A, B, and C, whatever the case may be. Now the response is, well, you don't, you don't promote social engagement. Your, the gospel you preach doesn't promote social engagement. Come on, man. I believe the gospel, but don't believe it speaks to racism and injustice. 
And I was like, yeah, it does because the gospel speaks to sin and racism is a sin and injustice is a sin. The issue is that we don't agree with you concerning what you deem to be unjust. So what goes what it comes down to is we have to define what is just and unjust and according to what standard are we basing that off of. We get to that, we get to the root. And then he says, I view color blindness as a virtue. Yo, I do I do value as a virtue the fact that when it comes to Christ, man, you could be white, you could be Asian, you could be whatever. If you're a brother in the Lord, we're one. We're one in Christ. That doesn't mean I don't know that you have a culture. That doesn't know that doesn't mean that I don't know that you have history that as far as your ancestry and so on and so forth. But I don't define you by it. By Christ. You're my brother in the Lord. We're part of the body. And so I put on here at the bottom, so the gospel isn't enough. So when it comes to being woke, having the gospel isn't enough. That's a question that I know won't get answered. Like, see, there you go, and just preach the gospel. No, that means you ain't listened. You ain't, you ain't listened. But that's that's here. I get man, this is this is a headache. <laughs> but um, that's my point here. I've, I've already went too long on here that I wanted to. But uh, that's the next part I wanted going on in this book, Woke Church. Uh, yeah. So, so with that being said, I appreciate you for joining me on today's show. We're going to continue. Um, probably look at a few more pages of different things I'm going to try to bring out. Um, let me know in the comments of what you think about what was shared on today, whether you agree or disagree. Uh, let's keep the conversation going. Remember, the issue is what is considered just. And by what standard do we deem that to be true? All right. That's that's where we at. That's where we're at. So remember, in a world full of errors, the only thing the doctor prescribes is truth. Blessings.